Okay, so on the show today, we have a couple things. I have a trucker survey. I want to have a little fun with you. I've got another little article. It's almost Christmas. And let's talk about a sponsor before we get going. 30 seconds here. Carter Lumber is looking for drivers. They are. No, seriously, if you're looking to expand your driving career and you want to be home local, uh, uh, get a hold of Carter Lumber at carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. If you want a local home everyday job, class A, class B, if you're a student, even if you don't have a CDL, Carter Lumber is looking to hire you home every day. Get a hold of them. Tell them talk CDL sent you. We also are brought to you today by National Carriers, Ruthann. National Carriers out of... Irving, Texas. I almost said Dallas. Same. You know, it's like one of the metroplexes. Anyways, National Carriers is looking for over-the-road drivers. They're also looking for um, regional drivers, team drivers, student drivers. They're looking for you name it, and they will take you. They will. They're good. I mean, seriously, what a great company. Mm -hmm. Give them a call at 888-311-7076. Start your driving career today. And with last but not least, we have DriveWise, Ruthann. DriveWise. DriveWise. And uh, DriveWise, what, what more can you say about them? We got companies that write in saying, hey, good product. Um, it costs us less to transfer over to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, DriveWise is one of those companies that, you know, it's just an app-based company. And they will allow you to download their app and bypass the scale houses just like that with just a quick download. So, uh I'd say. I think it's beneficial for a driver. It saves time. If you're a small company and you want, honestly, to switch over to DriveWise or you don't have a way to bypass the scale, studies have shown that drivers that are able to bypass the scale appreciate that company a lot more. Mm, I agree. So DriveWise, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. It is. So today on Talk CDL, Ruthann, you know what? What's funny is one more week before Christmas. It is. Did you get me a present? I ain't telling you. Am I? That, now, be honest. Am I a good gift getter? No. I am not. I, I'm not. Not, 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 not. I'm going to be honest. There's really nothing I want. I'm, if, if, any, if, like, if any of you drivers out there were thinking of sending me, like, I don't know, $100,000 or a new Corvette or something, don't. Don't. Just keep your money. I'm, I'm telling all the drivers. Ruthann, that follow us and, and their families, do not send me really rich presents. I don't, I don't want to. I'd take them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Which is his mind anyway, so I, I'll take them. I'll be the kind recipient of them. <laughs> Ruthann is our beggar. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've been talking to trucking companies about this year. You know, because this is, this is the year that... We're getting back to what we call the normal. Yeah. And um, the, uh, I guess a lot of trucking companies are saying that their phones are completely dead because, you know, they're looking to hire drivers. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody wants to hire a new truck driver. Right. Trucking companies, sometimes you think, oh, they're always hiring. It might not be a good company. That's not true. They Companies just want to grow. And so, like, a lot of these companies that I talk to, they're like, well... It's really dead right now, and uh, every one of them are pretty much in agreement that it's the first year. It's the first year back from. Uh, I got that little thingy on there. It's not supposed to be on there. See that? Mm-hmm. Huh? Why? That really upsets me. We got this video playing. We're trying something new. Yeah, it's something new. There it is. It's gone. 
something borrowed, something blue. But anyways, so they're all saying that what their guess is with this year and Christmas, that 99% of every driver wants to be home this year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, it's funny. And I, I've got a survey. That's a new survey that I want to read for truck drivers. Um, and one of the things they mentioned is there that truckers stay out over 300 days, you know, if you're over the road. So you can't blame a truck driver for saying, I want to be home for Christmas. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I think also with um, the last couple of years, most drivers were home during a lot of that time frame, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think they that it's something that they were able to finally enjoy for a change. And honestly, no company is open really for Christmas Day. I mean, when you think about it. Christmas Eve till Christmas Day is usually there's no there's a lot of places that aren't open that you can make deliveries, so yeah. Well, most if you talk to most trucking companies, um, their staff are definitely not going to be no <laughs> working. You know, everybody. the office personnel is not there. Yeah. No one's there. So on where can you go and deliver that's going to be open that day? There's very very far and few. And most trucking, or most trucking, but this year, Christmas falls actually on a Sunday, which is part of the weekend. Right. So, you know, with that being said, you know, a lot of drivers are home anyways. Mm-hmm. So cool. I mean, it's it's nice to hopefully have a, well, you and I were out Christmas shopping, was it last night? Mm-hmm. And that store we were in, what was that store called? Marshall. Yeah. That thing, it was packed. The line was just, so people are out spending what little money they have on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um most people will spend money on Christmas. Well, <laughs> the, we do bef- before they pay their bills. Oh yeah, no, we know. don't. I'm saying, like you know how like most most people that are hooked on cigarettes, they'll buy their cigarettes before they pay their electric bill. Well, same with Christmas. I've met I've met people over the years. I've met drivers. You know what? It's funny. I haven't even gotten into the articles we have here. I met a driver one time. Actually, I've met several drivers over the years that that said, "Man, I need to get a job." Because Christmas is coming, I don't want to get in trouble for not having gifts. <laughs> These guys, like, kind of, you know, works a little bit, makes some money, and then takes off half the year, you know, type mm-hmm. of, kind of a nomad type of trucker. It's really odd. Yeah. With some other way, I think. Must be nice. Anyways, okay, so let's have a little fun before we get going here. I got a question. And the reason I got a question, because, you, you know, uh, a driver rode into us the other day and was talking about this subject. He's out of Canada. I'm going to have him on the show eventually here. Um, he had left you a voicemail, actually, that guy I'm talking about. He did. He did. He left me a voicemail. So uh, helping other truckers. If you've seen a fellow trucker, if you're now you're trucker Ruth in right now, okay? To pull the air horn. My air horn? Yeah. Okay. So your trucker. I'm putting my brakes on. Okay, so you're, you're, you're Trucker Ruth Ann. I don't have air right. right. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> that's, that's Ace Ventura. I remember when he... <laughs> right, okay, all right, anyway. So, so you're, you're Trucker Ruth Ann, and all of a sudden, you look up ahead, and there is a trucker on the side of the road broke down. Okay. Tru- now, let's say it's a trucker you don't even know, nothing to do with your company, do you stop and help the trucker? Do you stop to see if the trucker needs any help? See, I, I would. I believe you. I, I would stop and see if he needs any help. Um, first, I'd try calling him on the CB. Right. I, no, I, I, I know I, you would. I know, you know if he wasn't there, then I'd say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Ruthann, you are a do-getter. 
There, you are a do-gooder. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, now, what if it was, let's say you worked for, I don't know, let's say you worked for Schneider or J.B. Hunt. I'm just naming a big okay. company, right? And now you see a Schneider driver on the side of the road, a fellow. Now, when I say fellow trucker, I mean you see a trucker that actually works for the same company as you, and he's broke down. Do you pull over? First, I'd look at his tractor number. Okay. Because if he was a jerk to me, I might go down the road a little bit, and then... Come on, stop playing. <laughs> no, I still would see if they need help. Okay, so that's... And that's pretty pretty expected. That's the response I expected out of you when I thought of this question. Okay, but so let me pose it to you another way. All right. Now, would you dare to stop for a fellow trucker that works for the same company as you if the trucking company had a zero tolerance rule about stopping on the side of the road to help anybody at all, knowing you'll probably get fired if you get caught. Would you, and you know most trucking companies these days now at least have the outward facing dash cam. So would you then stop for the truck driver knowing he's stuck there or would you just get down the road? What would you do? Tough question. Well, here's the thing. If it's a if it's from the same company, then I would hope that the company would want me to stop for one of my fellow employees. Listen, with listen, the tractor. Listen. What if what if you're you're not in a, it's zero tolerance. That means nobody stops for anybody, including the same company. They there's a reason why trucking companies don't want you pulling on the side of the road to help your brother trucker or your sister trucker. Okay. And then and one of the reasons is safety concern. A lot can happen by just stopping on the side of the road that obviously trucking companies are more worried about their bottom dollar. Okay. Than anything. Okay. And I would tell you that I believe most trucking companies are in it for money and, and, and you can't blame anybody. That's why people are in the business. But the bottom line is they don't want to be sued for millions and millions of dollars. So instead of saying, I would hope they would want me to stop, knowing they don't want you to stop, that's the question. Are you stopping? Exactly. But here's the thing. <laughs> you going to reason I'm with gonna, it? Now? I would reason with it. I would, if, if I had enough, if I had enough advancement, to where I can call dispatch and say, "Hey, listen, one of our tra- you know one of our tractors and trailers are up the road there. You know, f- here's what if their trailer is still full and I'm empty. I could swap <laughs> I could swap trailers with them so I can at least get their delivery done. So after they write this, now they, now just hear me out for a second, okay? So now the trucking company and their lawyers and their insurance company they took the time to write these policies. Now, this is what you would hear. Mm-hmm. So when you get pulled into the office, okay, when you get pulled into the office and you say, well, what if they were empty? I could have reloaded. Don't talk that way. I don't talk that way. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let, let, me, let me adjust my Ruth Ann voice. <clears throat> what if I was empty? I could have switched trailers. Mr. Trucking Company owner. Do you, now, do you realize the look on their face? I think it would really depend on the company. 
I mean, I can't. I, I, I can't even s- believe that you're still reasoning. Yeah, I would. Around, see, Depending see, on what the situation is, yeah, I would still reason. What if okay, that? Okay, so you bottom, know? listen. Bottom line is, you would stop because you're trying to figure out a way to make sure you stop for that fellow trucker. That's what you're saying. I think if a fellow trucker was pulled over on the side of the road. And it was a medical condition, yeah, and I had know. a way of helping him. You don't know well, it's a medical condition. I don't condition. know any of that stuff. That's why I'm trying to tell you. You're asking questions, and I don't know. I would have to take steps. I would have to first try and call him on the CV. Okay. By the way, 13% of all truckers have CVs now. It's going down. That's exactly what I, I mean. That's what I heard. Well, but I, I, I believe more than 13 Like I said, it depends on the company. I think a, a lot would depend on the company and how badly I needed that job. Wow. I mean, look, and you're just, I'm just asking for honesty. I, I can't, I can't, I, my honest answer would be, I would probably try and help because to me, if someone was on the side of the road and they really did need help and I went past them, I would regret if something happened more worse. See what you're doing is you're making up a scenario in your head out of the, 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 the hundred percent of all reasons to be pulled on the side of the road, a medical condition is probably 1%. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, it, it depends just, on the reasoning. I'm just, if he's pulled over because his tractor broke down and he's got his little, you know, triangles out and stuff, I probably would keep going because he's already called for help. Okay. Well, for the only, the only way I stop, if, if it's me, okay, you, you're, first off, here's my deal. I am, I'm a firm believer in when you shake hands or you sign an agreement to just keep your damn word. So when you're sitting in orientation and that subject comes up and they say we have a zero, a zero tolerance for stopping on the side of the road to lend a hand to anybody. And a lot of them do. You're saying, you are saying while you're sitting there shaking your head, yes, we we agree you're signing all the stuff in the, in, in the orientation. I see the smirk on your face. You're, you are sitting there really smiling at them and going, yeah, I'll do it. No, I won't. <laughs> it's a, so all I'm saying is why, why work for a company like that if you don't like their rules? And so this, the reason I had brought this all up is because I had this old school trucker leaving me messages, and that's the one thing he really is hammering, how you don't see truck drivers helping each other on the side of the road anymore. You don't see, you know, the camaraderie with truckers and warning each other. And, and you know, I mean, people that are stuck, stopping to help. I, I'm a firm believer in helping the trucker. You know, I, I have pulled over, but I didn't work for a company that told me I couldn't stop. But there are companies out there that have those rules. Mm-hmm. And so um, bottom line is what you're saying is, there's certain rules you're willing to take a chance on. That's what you're saying, right? I think depending on the circumstances, yeah. You see, and again, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse on this. It's <laughs> okay. My stallion is now pff, abused. I just, all I'm thinking is, okay, how do you know the circumstances? I do like, here's what I think. Somebody once said, and I said also, one of the best things you can do is, okay, I see a driver on the side of the road, call, Either his company, like you see his, you see the company name on the truck, right? Pick up the phone and, okay, Google, whatever this company is. And, you know, say, hey, listen, you have a driver sitting on the side of the road, mile marker, blah, blah, blah. Or call 911 or call 
a, a, rec, a, a roadside service. But either way, if you really want to help, especially like if you're on a back road, because I'll tell you, sometimes those side roads, you pull off and you're in a ditch. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just, I just personally think that's a, a really, and, and listen, to me, what your answer was, was honest. It was honest. Okay. That's why I gave it. Because I know but I you, tell you, something I know you would be compelled to help. Yeah. And you would make up little scenarios in your mind going, this guy's probably having a heart attack. And then you pull over and you go, well, I'm just looking up the map here, you know. But anyways, well, you get I, and I, I think that's the purpose of the triangles. You know, if someone just pulled over to look at the maps or certain things, you got those messages. And maybe, maybe. And if anybody does this, I get at least a notification saying, hey, Ruthann on Talk CDL thought of this. There should be a flag or something that um, if a driver's in medical need or something other than and they need help, they should hang it on their mirror. So, you know, like where it just kind of comes out. You know, not the white flag, you know, but something that says, I need help, you know, and it will at least forewarn people, hey, this is, this is not your normal, I'm not looking up the map, I'm needing actual help, and, you know, we don't know what it could be. You, in order to do that, you would have to change the United States of America's warning system, just like, if you can't say, okay, I'm going to invent a flag, and it means this. And you could just pick one up at Walmart. If if you were to say, okay, every trucker has to carry a white flag with red polka dots on it, and that means help, I'm having an emergency. There you go. Okay. And it gets put in their truck every time along with the, with the manuals. I'm just saying you would almost have to change that for the entire country for people in cars and everything. It would have the to cars be... don't matter. You didn't say if I was in a car. You said if I was a well, driver. Hey, follow me just for a second. No, because you actually said... That if you've seen someone on the side of the road, that you'd pick up the phone and call. That right there is against the FMCSA regulations. That's a using a handheld device while okay, you're driving a tractor How about this? I would just do a hands-free call, okay? <laughs> so no, we're not, I'm not playing with words. I'm, all I was doing was asking you. Simple, you're the one getting frustrated. But follow me for a second. If you were to change... That's a rabbit hole. I don't know if I want to go in. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to change, okay, and you change this flag system, which is kind of a neat idea... Okay, you've got this flag that you hang out the window, and it says, I'm having a, me- a medical emergency. I say that has to be something recognizable to everybody. Therefore, it now goes in cars and everything. And if somebody's on the side of the road in a car or tractor trailer, the white flag with the red polka dots means I'm having a medical emergency. Boom. Or like, say, a yellow flag with an orange triangle on it, meaning I'm broke down, just call, you know, call for... Uh, record service. Most of those places, I mean, there is there. I don't know of one driver in this world that would not have a cell phone that they can call but, roadside or dispatch, and they would and, get that. And I agree with that. But in 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 thinking that way, there are guys that maybe don't have their Bluetooth hooked up, or I'm sorry, say a guy that maybe their phone went dead, or they don't have their phone on them. There could be somebody that doesn't have a phone in that truck or the car. So, anyways, it was just my way of asking you a question. I didn't mean to turn it into, um, you know, you getting upset over I'm breaking upset. breaking JB Hunt's rules or whatever company hey, you're going to be working. You know, for. if my company, Ruthann's a rule breaker. She's wild. <laughs> the rule breaker. I'm stopping for any driver out there. I don't care. And it, it, he may need some water. He may be thirsty. 
It depends. And, and you know what? Be, it depends. could be dehydrated. It de- if it was in Arizona and it's 115 do- oh, degrees, then I might stop just to make sure he did have water. What if he had a puppy in there and the puppy was hungry? I'm going to give him my Kit Kat. Get no, it? I wouldn't. Get because it? Kit Kat. I'm going to give the dog a cat. All right. Never mind. Let's move on. Can we move on? <laughs> Can we move on or not? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. You know, I don't even know what I want to talk about here. Um, check this out. There, moving on to Definitely this. Definitely not your poor jokes. No. <laughs> Listen, moving, moving on, moving on to um, this. There's a weird, some kind of some weird news coming out of the Pepsi Cola camp this week. I don't know. Are you aware that Pepsi Cola just took um, uh, ownership of, I think, 34 or 36 new Tesla semis? Yeah. Yeah, I seen them, not in person though. I seen a so, picture of them. So yeah, there, there was a trouble with them. Sorry. Well, no, it's not that. It's just weird. It's like a weird statement came from the vice president. Um, by the way, te- uh, Pepsi really is basically Tesla's guinea pig. They're their mm-hmm. lab rat mm-hmm. because they were the first ones to take, um, or you know, uh, possession of these new Teslas. Uh, but anyways, uh, Vice President Mike O'Connell reportedly stated that the company's new Teslas, right, still have, it's kind of a neat thing, after going about 425 miles every day, they still have 20% charge left, which that means, because they're saying, like Tesla's um, bragging that these trucks are going to have over a 500-mile range on a charge at full full weight. And I don't know why their article said 82,000, but its normal weight is 80,000 pounds. But anyways, but here's what the Tesla guys, or not Tesla, but Mike, Mike O'Connell from Pepsi-Cola said that the truck is doing really good with loads of chips, potato chips. That don't weigh much. Exactly. And then he said, we're keeping the heavier loads like sodas to under a hundred mile radius. Now, why is that? Because he's afraid he knows it's not going to, it's going to drain the battery and not do as well as they're projecting. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's kind of a, it's just kind of weird. It's kind of weird that, um, um, they, uh, are, you know, I, why would you, <laughs> after owning your new Tesla Semi trucks after what about a week or two weeks at the most they've had maybe a week. You're saying we're keeping the um, Tesla semi. Um, we're gonna let them pull the light loads of chips. Yeah, we're gonna let them do. They're gonna do 400 do plus chips. miles a day with a load of chips. But we're just gonna go ahead and um, you know for the heck of it, keep it under 100 miles for the. Heavy soda loads. That don't sound good. It doesn't sound promising, no. It doesn't sound like you really believe in what you invested in. Think we can get Musk on the show? (laughs) See, do you have Elon Musk's number? Not on me. You don't have it on you? No, I don't. So anyways, before we move on, I just thought I would mention the (laughs) weirdness of that statement. I mean, mean, what are you saying when... (laughs) I don't have faith in my, my, my Tesla truck to pull the big loads. Sounds to That's me like they've already tried to pull the big loads. Yeah. I mean, why would you 
why would you make that statement that, you know, we're going to keep the big loads for the, probably for the diesel powered trucks. That doesn't make sense. Like I said, too bad we can't get if Elon Musk on talk CDL. Would that be so cool to get him on here? You know, to put, to put his truck down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you like Elon, it. Elon, we're really honored that you came on the show. We just really came on to, to you know, to insult your, your Tesla truck. We just don't think that it's going to be, you know, really doable and work well. Well, you know, I went up, I just did a thousand mile trip in a Tesla with um, a friend of ours. You know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we went from car. basically Tampa to um, Chattanooga and back. And we just went up and back. We went up mm-hmm. to his son graduated college. And so we decided to take his Tesla. Well, the, the crappy part about this was it's, it's, it's in an S. The Tesla is one of those S's, which is a bigger car. But the interesting thought, the interesting, Ruthann's eating chocolate. <laughs> the, the interesting thought or the interesting uh, thing that happened was because it's an older Tesla, we had to, I guess, it, I don't know, supposedly like eight hours one way. We had to literally charge it four times up four times back mm-hmm. actually it was more like nine times total and so because we were getting 150 mile which we could have gotten more okay 150 to 180 mile range now today of course the new teslas have four and 500 mile ranges where you don't have to but it was interesting because i've never been in that click before the tesla <laughs> click no I, I i thought it was really neat because i never seen and it's like they got these you know built because the tesla has their own little the charging stations? Well, they have their own little mapping thing. So when, you, when you're when you logged into their computer, you're always into their hub. And um, as you're going, it tells you where they're charging stations. Hmm. And it's kind of like, it's like almost playing Mario Brothers. You're kind of looking for the coin. <laughs> it's what it reminded me of, you know. <laughs> and so there we are on this trip, you know. And, um, you know, you would pull up okay, where's the next charging station? Or we would kind of map it and hit it at like 150 miles. And so you would pull off the interstate and you'd pull into like, like the one time we pulled into this Dillard's parking lot, right? It was mm-hmm. Dillard's and all this big mall. The mall. Mm-hmm. And on the backside of the mall was like 10 Tesla charging stations. And so you just back in there and plug in. And, you know, obviously his car, because it's older, his is a 2013, it would take about a half hour you know what I mean, to, to get done. And people were pulling in their little S's, you know, and they'd get out of there in 15 minutes. But still, it's kind of interesting. And I'd like to see myself how and if they're ever going to be able to make it over the road. And I'm, I'm hearing that they're making charging, big charging stations for trucking companies along I-10 and stuff right now. So it's kind of like the secret club. I but, know um, the ahead. Wawa. They're at 19 and 44, the Wawa. They have some Tesla. They have like a, a, a dozen Tesla charging stations in the back. It's really neat. I never I never realized it until. And then like the one time we pulled, we, we got off up in uh, Lake City, Florida. Mm-hmm. And the Tesla was on one side of the highway and then they had some other name. And I said to him, I said, Sam, can you use that one? He goes, yeah, but I, because he has, he bought, they bought their Tesla in 2013 when, when, Elon and them, when they were just getting started with Tesla cars and stuff, and they were giving away free supercharge for life. So if you have this car, if you bought your car 10 years ago, for the rest of your life or the rest of the car's life, you get free. It's like getting free gas the rest of your life. Never, ever will you ever have to pay for it again. So, and I'm like, yeah, it sucks that you only have 150 mile range, but it's free. And that's what we agreed on. It's like, well, we, we, we went all the way up to Chattanooga and back for free. 
you know, of course, you know, the cost of wear and tear, it might be on there. But as so far as ga- it, fuel. What does it cost to charge normally then? He said probably on an average 30 to $50. So a tank of gas. Pretty much a tank of gas. So what's the purpose? I, I Honestly, truly, there's a million. I, I, no, there's no purpose. You either pay for the well, gas. Because the Tesla's, the electric, supposedly they have no vibration, no motor. They have parts that don't wear out like, like, mo- these are what these Tesla people, the, the Tesla crew is saying. But the selling people. Whatever. All I know is, it, I got it, a bridge. Too. It was a pain. The it, it it literally added on like freaking five or six hours just in in charging to go up and back. Mm-hmm. But it was free, so I understood him. But if I guess you had a one that had the range of five hundred miles, it might be better. But still, you're still stopping fifteen twenty minutes at a gas pump. You're in and out of there in three minutes. You know, but you still end up paying. Yeah. You're paying forty to fifty, you know, thirty to fifty dollars then to charge. Which, what are you charging? It's from the electric company. So what's the yeah. electric company doing? Producing the electric. It'll be, so either way, you're still yeah. paying for something. It'll be the reason I brought this up is because it's going to be interesting to see how trucking goes with fueling and how far they're able to go. And like I said, to me, action is a lot. And when this guy from Pepsi just got done saying. We're keeping the heavy loads to under 100 miles. And, you know, these guys are in California. I, well, actually, I'm not a California guy, so I guess they have hills and stuff out there. Um, but it's kind of interesting, and it makes you go, hmm I have a hmm Go ahead. What do you got? So I remember you saying you were cold on the way up there. Yeah, because... Because they wanted to retain on the electric, so they didn't put the heat on, right? right. The, more you, the more things you run, obviously, in a battery-powered vehicle the more drains the battery. Exactly. So remember a while ago, I had said to you when there was that big accident in North Carolina, there was notations of people freezing because they ran out of power in their car because they were in that traffic jam for like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So they had no heat. I don't, I don't see. Oh, there's flaws. There's a lot of flaws down in, um, when the hurricane happened down South, there was people that their cars were catching on fire because they flooded from the hurricane. No, there's, there's no doubt that an electric car. I'm not getting electric. <laughs> That's it. I'm not, I'm not going to freeze my hiney because I like my heated seats. I ain't, my heated seats are on every, even in the summer, my heated seats are on. <laughs> I have to concur. She does. <laughs> Use the heated seats even in the summer. I do. I do. In fact, if you get in Ruth Ann's vehicle with her and you're driving down the road as a passenger or you're driving as a driver and you feel your ass boiling, you realize, Ruth Ann, you have my seat on too. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't always do that. Becca likes her heated seats too sometimes. But I'm like I said, I'm just and kind my of, mom. In, I'm very interested to see the way electric trucks are going to go in the future. And they spend enough money that I promise you these are going to be a way of the future. But it seems like they're going to be a lot of freaking problems. It's almost like starting all over like the gas engine and the diesel engine when they had to go through all their BS to get where they're at today. It's almost the same damn thing. How many times does a company that you heard of that they have issues with the APUs and the inverters where they don't have them for the heat? Like you can't have, you can't idling. You can't idle your truck because um, you have to turn it off. And then that's when it comes in with the APU. Isn't there an issue like that with tractors? With drivers? I mean, we can get into that. Well, my point is, is if you have an electric truck 
and you're trying to drive, is dispatch and your company going to be telling you, listen, you know, we know it's only 30 degrees out outside, but you can't use your heat because we can't drain the, bat- the, the battery that fast. Well, I guarantee you that's going to be Because we so- got an 80,000 pound load. I guarantee you stuff like that's going to happen to these guys. Like you just said, you're going to have a, because they're going to monitor this. Mm-hmm. And, and like what I learned when we were at, um, Sam was telling me, the guy that owns this Tesla car, that, you know, you don't want to go below 20%. Also, believe it or not, he was telling me now, this guy's like a computer wacko geek, you know, my friend. And he's like, you you do not want to charge a a Tesla to 100%. So they have this gauge when you, when you um, start your vehicle and, like, say you're charging it at your house. They have this gauge that you set it to where it's not supposed to go over. So he charges his up to 80%. That's it. He only runs it at an 80, sometimes a 90, but most of the time it's an 80% charge. So at the same time, you know, when you when Tesla's saying, oh, we can go f- 500 miles, but are you allowing these guys to charge at 100%? And 500 miles, meaning if you went to 0%, you don't want to go down below 20%. So he's only using 60% of his charging. Pretty much is, is what is what is going on with a lot of it. And again, I don't know, you know, the gist of how the semis are going to work, but I, I, what you just said is probably so true where, you know, dispatch calls you and goes, listen, I was, you, we, we need you to stop. We, we got another pickup for you to make, sir. And uh, you're going to have to turn that heater off. I'm sorry that it's five degrees out, but there's no way you'll make it back if, you know, you don't turn the, you know, the, in fact, to be honest with you, remember I just got done saying that it's almost like starting over with vehicles. Do you remember back in the day when you would run your air conditioner with a gas-powered or a diesel-powered motor, and it would suck out your your gas mileage would be worse? Mm-hmm. Well, it that's exactly what these electric vehicles are are like. They're like the advancement of a, of a gas or diesel motor from 30 years ago. You know, they're mm-hmm. not even, you could tell that they need a lot of work in, yeah. in the little things like you just brought up. But anyways. Yeah. I, I talked about heat, but, or, you know, what There's, if they're in Arizona, New Mexico, or some of the other states that are southern, yeah. and it's, it's the 110, 115. An air, com- an air compressor takes more energy to run than a heater does. So it'll be interesting to see how they combat this. Also, you know what else I was told? This is the truth. This is what I was told in the Tesla the other day. They said, if you live up north, like in Minnesota, and it's like below 32 degrees, it's almost impossible to charge your car. This Now, now again, I have no idea if this is true or not. I got We got this video playing behind me. It's making me dizzy. Um, this is what they said. The colder it is, the harder it is to charge these vehicles up. So if anybody's got a lot of knowledge of the, the newer tech uh tech on the tr- semi trucks and I'll write to us. We'd love to have you on the show. Elon, if you're listening to talk CDL trucking podcast, thanks. <laughs> call me. <laughs> All right. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Gosh. So check this out. Um, a new law for truckers and bathrooms. You know, it's funny when I first started reading this, I'm like, Oh, please don't be one of these transgender things. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just about made me throw up. I'm thinking they got this new law now, right? No, that's not what the, in truck stops. I'm going, what, what's going on? But apparently, mm-hmm. apparently what it is, is it's a new law that's, it was, it says a bill introduced in the U S house today would require retailers and other businesses to provide restrooms 
access to trucker truck drivers. The bill would introduced uh, on December 15th. It says um, it would require that retailers, warehouses, and other businesses allow truckers to have access to restroom facilities while picking up or delivering a load. The bill also would require the operators of ports and terminals to provide bathroom access to drayage drivers. Now, this goes on to, to, to you know talk about a few things, but... I was thinking, do you remember when we lived in Pennsylvania? I don't care where you went in Pennsylvania, they would not let you use their... If you were, if it was a business and they didn't have what's called the public restroom, you know what I mean? Like, for example, you're at a doctor's office. Yes, they have to have a public restroom, you know, or whatever. If you're at a, mm-hmm. a bus station, there's a public restroom. But if you walked into, like, uh, say, a 7-Eleven, well, no, 7-Elevens have them. But if you walked into certain businesses, like little stores, say okay, you were in a how mall. About, how, how about, so, say you were in a mall and you walked into a clothing store. Most of those stores do not have public restrooms. No, and don't. if you ask them, they go, oh, we're not allowed to let you, that we'll get in trouble if we let the you. The smaller use. ones, the big department ones. The big department you. stores do, but, yes. But um, a lot of your smaller ones, no. In fact, I was even going to say like distributors, like um, when you set up north, you know, like you have your beer distributors and stuff, those places that, you know, they have the little, yeah, and those little grocery well, stores, you know, like the little, the little ones, right. like bogs and stuff. Right. And a they lot don't of them, public. a lot of them don't let the delivery guys, like say you're, you're um, making a delivery and I'm sure truckers right now are going, yeah, I've been to a million places where they wouldn't let me use the bathroom. I they, would have to wear diapers. In f- well, that would be kind of. <laughs> I would have to because I have to always go potty. <laughs> we may we may try that, Rita, just to see. Check like. pants. <laughs> so so, anyways, what I was what I was getting at is, let me just let this thing roll along. I'm sorry, I'm still amused with my trucker pants. <laughs> so we'll we'll check this out. Um, you, you totally threw me off. <laughs> no, what I was going to say in Florida. When we moved to Florida years ago, 22 years ago, I noticed that every place allows you to use the bathroom. Any place I've ever been to in Florida, they will let you use their bathroom. I've never been refused a bathroom in Florida, except in COVID times when if you didn't have a mask on. But other than that, Florida was totally the opposite of Pennsylvania when it comes to that. But anyways, so hats off to this new rule. If you're a truck driver and you've experienced... You know, making a delivery. I'll tell you, here's a great example. Maybe you're not delivering to a big distributor. Maybe you're just, you know, having a curbside delivery where you got to just pull off a skid, break it down, walk it in. And you needed to use the restroom. And they said, no, we're not allowed to let you use it. Now, this new law is going to be nationwide. They have to let you use it. So if you ever get anybody that refuses you once this thing gets signed in, record it. Record it. Okay? Um, and uh, Or carry a copy of the new law. But the bottom line is, this is good for our bladders. Mm, definitely. What do you think, R? I agree. Yes, good. Should we move on? Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Hey, so I got this little survey. Survey says. Survey says. Maybe we should leave this survey for another another podcast. What do you think? Sure. You want to? Go ahead. Yeah, why not? I have something I want to talk about. You do have something? Uh, just when something you? brief. So moving on, Ruth Ann's got something brief. So 
this ex-office manager and her husband has been accused of stealing $600,000 from a trucking company. What's the trucking company's name? Kugel. C-O-O-G-L-E. I actually never heard of Kugel. It's, um, well, I mean, he doesn't seem like he's a really large company. He doesn't, I, I didn't see where it told me how many tractors or anything like that that he had. He did have a lot of, like, little, like he was, um, like he had a trailer and uh, sales and then they had another part. So they had, like, multiple companies underneath, like an umbrella. So this lady, her name is Tony Walters. She and her husband um, decided to take over $600,000 from this guy. Her husband's name is Donald, by the way. So Tony and Donald Walters, which Donald never worked for this guy at all. Well, how did he, how did he steal it if he didn't work there? Because she was the only one that dealt with the finances for the company. So it was really her stealing. Yep. Yep. But he was involved, so he's accessory. Yeah. And I'm not I talking mean, about some diamond earrings. So anyways, so this guy, he noticed that they started like living beyond their means, like their house was really good and stuff. So he's like, you know, it's really weird. You know, I know what I pay this lady. I know what he does. But for some reason, they're really. Yeah. What's she doing in a Lamborghini? How how are they? How are they living in a $400,000 house here in Indiana? You know, here. um, So he filed a lawsuit against him. And. That he and part of it was the fact that it, it, he stated in there that they were living beyond their means. So he's he's he filed a little civil suit against him. That civil suit opened up the whole investigation part of it, and was able to prove that they stole. Listen to this figure. Well, it just doesn't make sense that b- because he thought they were living living too good, he opened up a civil suit. There had to be more to it than that. Well, of course there is, but okay. it says here three months prior to criminal charges being filed against the Walters. In Benton County Circuit Court, Kugel filed a civil suit against a couple in Warren County Circuit Court in Williamsport, Indiana. According to the court documents, the Kugel stated that over the course of the past year, he made observations that led him to believe the Walters were living beyond their financial means. So he already had, there was already suspicion of it, which I'm not sure exactly who approached whom, whether it was the IRS approaching him, but... um, there was a, you know, different stuff that, um, which they were familiar with the Walters for over the not 20 years. So he was, uh, that's how he was aware of, he knew him for 20 years. So he knows that there was not, um, like a big amount of money that came into them that they would be able to live the way that the extravagantly. So I wanted you to hear the figure. So over a six-year period from 2015 to 2021, Tony had reported approximately $314,089 in W-2 earnings from a Google enterprise. During the same time frame, there was approximately $951,447.83 paid to either Tony or Dawn. Nice. So basically, she got six hundred and thirty-seven thousand plus in overtime. That okay. is not really overtime. It's a lie. So it wasn't overtime. No, it was a lie. So, anyways, needless to say, they went and they um, um, filed charges against her, and so there you go. Crime doesn't mm-hmm. pay if you get caught. No, 
I mean, there's, there's a whole big thing going on. But like I said, I wasn't sure if it was because the IRS noticed that there was a discrepancy in in some wages and stuff like that. So the whole thing came up there. But I don't want to bore everybody with that. I just want to say, look at that. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, every, you know, what's funny about trucking. We have our own little world. I mean, really, there's there's no need to even look outside of trucking. There's just so much that goes on in this industry every day mm-hmm. that you, there's the water cooler is filled with conversation. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. I mean, you, you just can't imagine, you know, there's just so many different jobs and different lives in the industry and... Gosh, we're touched by so much goofiness, and it's amazing. Um, you know how many times we've reported over the last couple of years about somebody getting caught embezzling? For mm-hmm. real, we've we've reported this Tell before. Them. Big guys and little guys. It was it, it it's not discriminatory against who in the company it's going to do it. Listen, listen. I got some advice for you drivers out there that that um, think you're smarter than the system. You ready? You're not. Nope. I mean, for real, think about this. Most of these guys, they always get caught. You know, you don't want to know why they really get caught? Some of them would never get caught if they did it one time and never did it again. For real. But the problem is, it's like a bank robber. You get a, you get a dumbass that's a bank robber, right? What does he do? He robs the bank. How much does he get? Let's say $20,000, right? Okay, we got away with it. Right. Okay. What happens next? What does he do with the twenty thousand? He pays his taxes. I'm kidding. Now, what does he do with the twenty thousand? He goes and he blows it. Right. Now, when he's broke again, <laughs> what's the first thing he thinks of? I know where there's a bank. Right. Well, it's the same with the, the dumbasses that are embezzling at these trucking companies for real. And we've, you know, it's funny. We read one about up in Wisconsin or Minnesota about a year or two ago where the wife, or no, it was a girlfriend that was giving comp checks to the ex-boyfriend that hadn't even worked there anymore. And and I forget how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they ripped this company off in. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to one thing, greed. Mm-hmm. Greed is what kills these dumbasses because they, they get it done, they realize they didn't get caught, right? And then they... They they go broke again, and then they realize, well, I know where I can make a quick fifty thousand dollars. But what's funny is, eventually, the bean counter, somebody catches catches on to. Listen, rich people miss even a pen. Rich people are the greediest bastards there are, Ruthann. They really are. Let's be honest. Rich, filthy, rich people are usually the greediest, and every one of them knows where every penny's at, and they pay people to know where their pennies are at. So if we're being honest, when you're stealing from the rich guy, okay, you're really taking a chance because the rich guy is watching his money and you may think you got away with it, okay? And guess what? You didn't. You didn't. I promise you, you did not get it. Anyways, I'm just, I'm kind of beating a dead horse again. Um, Ruth that Ann, was my quarter horse. That was your course. Listen, that is the podcast for the week. Uh Truckers out there that are thinking of doing something illegal, crime doesn't pay. That's all I'm going to say. Say no to money. or drugs all right ready for the word genius word of the day word genius you know what that's we love word genius i do i do word genius guys and gals out there just if you have not downloaded word genius go to word genius if you want to be smarter one word a day for your new vocabulary 
Vocabulary. Val, your vocabulary. <laughs> Add one word a day to it. Let Word Genius pick you out a word, and they will send it to you every day, and they will give you the definition. And all you got to do that day is try to find a couple ways to use it. In a year's time, you'll go, wow, I know about 50-some more words. Well, they don't just do where they send a word. Like sometimes they do crossword puzzles and then they do some proper grammar. Yeah. And then they'll do one like, um, I had seen one, it's one word that has 400 meanings. Yeah. I'm like, well, I I didn't want to look at that. So let's hear the word. The word? The word. Flappable. Flackable? Flap. F-L-A-P as in Paul. Flappable. F-L-A-P-P-A-B-L-E. It's flappable? Does it, it mean it's loose and wiggly? <laughs> what, what does it mean? It means excitable and quick to lose one's composure. So when I see like, I don't know. Ruth, and you are very flappable. I, I can be. Yes. You're flappy. <laughs> he didn't say flabby. Sheesh. He said flappy. <laughs> yeah, if you think Ruth Ann's flappy. And I'm saying flappy. Okay, so. Flappable. Flappable. Despite the blue skies, the radio forecasted rain. So my flappable boss ordered us to close the restaurant patio immediately. My Aunt Anna is usually a pretty level-headed person, but she is surprisingly flappable while watching playoff basketball. Very good. Ruthann, one more week before Christmas. And don't forget, so so you all know out there, we always go live every year on New Year's, so hopefully some of you will join us for a toast for the new year. Ruthann and I, we never go out on New Year's. We don't like going out. No, we haven't gone out in New Year's in 20, probably 25 years at yeah, least. We just, it's just something we're not into. It's just, you get out there at midnight, now you got to get home, got to get to bed. I'd rather be in bed by 8. You, you have been. Ruthann wakes me up for the New Year's kiss. Sometimes. I think once I was asleep too. Yes. Maybe twice. But I don't like going out on New Year's because there's too many stupid people out there. There you go. Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.